This is the Daily Signal podcast for Wednesday, January 6th. I'm Virginia Allen. And I'm Rita Del Judas. Today, supporters of President Trump are holding a rally to call for election integrity. Two of those supporters join me on the Daily Signal podcast on their bus up to Washington, D.C. to talk about why they decided to make the trip. Don't forget, if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe. Now, on to our top news. A group of GOP senators are expected to object to the results of electoral votes in at least three states on Wednesday, according to anonymous sources per The Hill. The first objection is expected to come from Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, who reportedly plans to challenge Arizona's electoral slate. Cruz's challenge is expected to focus on his request for a commission to review the election results instead of arguing that the results be overturned. Another anonymous source told The Hill that Senator Kelly Loeffler plans to challenge Georgia's presidential election results. On Monday, Loeffler announced that she would join the senators who plan to raise objections. And Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri said in a statement released December 30th that he will object to Pennsylvania's election results, but may also raise objections to other states' electoral slates as well. Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, who has been a leader in delaying Congress's certification of the results of the Electoral College vote on Wednesday, tweeted Monday night that his home was attacked by Antifa. Hawley tweeted, Tonight while I was in Missouri, Antifa scumbags came to our place in D.C. and threatened my wife and newborn daughter, who can't travel. They screamed threats, vandalized, and tried to pound open our door. Let me be clear. My family and I will not be intimidated by left-wing violence. But those who organized the incident said it was a candlelight vigil. Fox 2 requested comment from the organizers to respond to Senator Hawley's accusations. They responded via Fox 2. We held a candlelight vigil outside his house. At one point, three of our supporters went to his front door to deliver a copy of the Constitution with Article 2, Section 1, dog-eared for his reference. The local police force did respond. The officers on scene could not determine whether or not any of the activities violated local ordinances. On Tuesday, Hawley called out the Washington Post coverage of the incident at his home, tweeting, At Washington Post this morning, printing outright lies from the Antifa group, who now describe themselves as sweet angels. B.S. You screamed through bullhorns, shouted down my wife when she asked you to leave, vandalized property, pounded on our door, and terrorized neighbors. The Los Angeles County Emergency Medical Services Agency has issued a memo to paramedics in Southern California directing them not to transport patients to the hospital who have little chance of survival. Due to the increasing number of COVID-19 cases in the region, cardiac arrest patients are not to be transported unless spontaneous circulation can first be restored, according to the memo released Monday. The measures have been taken in an effort to keep oxygen tanks and hospital beds available as COVID-19 cases are expected to climb this week and next following the holidays. Now stay tuned for my conversation with Stephanie Maxey and Terry Renier, who are traveling up to be part of Wednesday's March for Trump. We're all guilty of it spending too much time watching silly videos on the internet. But it's 2021, 
maybe it's time for a change. At the Heritage Foundation YouTube channel, you'll find videos that both entertain and educate, including virtual events featuring the biggest names in American politics, original explainers and documentaries, and heritage experts diving deep on topics like election integrity, China, and other threats to our democracy. All brought to you by the nation's most broadly supported Public Policy Research Institute. Start watching now at heritage.org YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and share. I'm joined today on the Daily Signal podcast by Stephanie Maxey and Terry Renier. They're both traveling up to be part of the March for Trump to demand transparency and election integrity. Stephanie and Terry, it's great to have you with us on the Daily Signal podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Great to have you with us. So, Stephanie, we'll uh, start off with you, and then Terry, I'll let you address this as well. Can you just tell us first off where you're coming from and how you're traveling to Washington, D.C., uh, to this March for Trump? We have three buses that originated in Haines City, Florida. Uh, they stopped in Jacksonville, and there are about 50 people per bus. So you're traveling all the way up from Florida. Terry, tell me, what has the trip been like, and what has the atmosphere on your bus been? The trip so far it has been beautiful. Everybody is, we feel like family, and we've all just met each other. Um, we're with, it's nice to be with people that are passionate and sincerely care about what's going on, and it's a very positive feeling. Well, one of the main focuses uh, from the March for Trump website uh, talks about that this event is to demand transparency and election integrity. Stephanie, can you talk about why this is important? And then Terry will talk. I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. You know, the voter fraud has to be evaluated. They need to prosecute. We are fighting for our freedoms in this country. We're fighting for our children, their children, for the freedoms that we've had and that we want our voices acknowledged, not just heard. We're fighting against the media, social media. They've diminished us. They took our voices away with our votes and they let dead people vote. And the fraud has got to be verified and it has to be prosecuted going forward for the future of our children. Terry, do you have anything to add? Why is it so important to demand transparency and election integrity? Basically, for the future of all of our lives, our country, uh, this is very scary. I am honestly afraid of full-blown communism creeping its way into our lives um, with the power grab that has been going on, especially with the virus. Um, I'm extremely concerned about our rhino Republicans that have just been docile in this um, government. And thank God for Trump coming in and waking all of us up. I mean, he is the energy and uh, the power that American citizens needed and wanted. And the fact that he is being stolen from us it enrages me, and it also scares me very, very much for our future. We, if, if Georgia goes blue, I feel like it's going to be a very scary downward spiral for this country, and the conservatives will be targeted.
I'm very, very confident of that. It scares me. But we are willing to fight. We will not stand down. We will not give up until this is verified. Stephanie, as a Floridian, are there things that you've observed in your own home state of Florida that have made you question election integrity and transparency? I worked at the election in November and in Jacksonville, Florida, in the precinct I was working in, I saw none of that. Um, everything was legitimate. It was counted, documented. There was, you know, we had protocol. I saw none of that. Our governor, our uh, state of our election board were all in it together. We are a red state. Terry, do you have anything to add about what you've either observed in your home state of Florida in the 2020 election or even just nationally uh, that has made you concerned? Well, what Stephanie said about Florida, I agree with it. It went very smooth and very respectfully, uh, whether you're Democrat or Republican, it's been just fine. Now, the things I've seen on the media regarding uh, undercovering uh, ballots being taken out from tables by hidden camera, people that have come forward to testify, postal workers that have been interviewed about uh, how they were manipulated to sneak in ballots. I've heard all of it, read all of it, and it's very concerning that this, this we're losing our republic. Well, Senator Ted Cruz uh, of Texas, and he has at least 10 other Republican senators uh, who have joined with him, and they're asking Congress to appoint an electoral commission with full investigatory power to basically conduct a 10-day emergency audit and a pause to basically review all of these records. What is your perspective of that, Stephanie? It has to happen. Going forward, if it's not verified, if it's not cleaned up, Republicans will never have another voice. They'll pack the court. D.C. will be a state. Puerto Rico will be a state. This is our last-ditch effort. And they can grandstand on the floor tomorrow. We don't care about four years from now. We care about tomorrow. We care about 10 days from tomorrow. We need it verified, and we need the truth to come out. Our voices cannot be overshadowed by fraudulent voices. Terry, do you have anything to add on that note? No, just that I am hopeful for an honest audit. I'm grateful for Ted Cruz coming forward and organizing this uh, the way he has. I know he's an attorney by practice. Uh, you know, we need strong people. I'm, I am hopeful with the people that I'm hearing at that are stepping up, but, you know, let's just pray that it's not a Biden-Trump thing. It, it's, an, it's an integrity issue at this point going forward. It's an American citizen verification. Yes. It's not a Democrat. It's, it's not, not a Republican. Right. It's not a partisan issue at this point. It's our Constitution. It's our, our every American's voice. Yes, we all deserve representation. Looking ahead into 2024, Stephanie, what would you like to see happen uh, before a 2024 election cycle um, when it comes to voter integrity? I think every ballot, sh 
should have a signature. I actually think every ballot should have a thumbprint to verify it to each individual. I just like your phone. You know, you have a thumbprint on your phone. It verifies that person is a legitimate voter and it will get rid of all the fraud. And I think they need to vote in person. Well, looking ahead and looking to uh, different people who may have voted for Biden, uh, who might say that Trump supporters going to this march are sore losers or something to that effect, uh, Stephanie and Terry, what would you respond to those people and say? We are not sore losers. We are optimists and we are just trying to protect our country, our constitution, and whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, we want you elected fairly and honestly. That's it. If they can prove that Trump legitimately lost, we'll accept that. You know, we'll accept that. We'll take the high road. But if he did not and he won, then we want it proven. We want validation. We want voter validation. Well, one last question for you, too, more of a personal question. What has your own political journey been like, and have you always been a conservative? I've always been a conservative. But when Obama was elected, I saw what he did, what he tried to do, and what he did to our country. We, we, he almost wanted to make us ashamed of being Americans, um, spoiled Americans, and... That is the opposite of how we should feel in this country as to be proud, to be brave and courageous in this country for him to make us feel this way. It fired me up beyond being fired up with him. So when Trump came along, he, he was the savior to our democracy. That is the way I felt. Yes, I agree very much with what Stephanie just said. I've always been a conservative, a conservative-minded person, just by nature, loving my country, believing in my country. Um, I know what goes on in the rest of the world where people are suppressed by socialists and and, uh, communist dictators, and a lot of people look at America as their beacon of hope, uh, and we need to stay that way to keep the world safe. And we need to adhere to our Constitution and so we're all safe and, and, and enjoy our freedoms and our life with our children and family. Stephanie and Terry, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast as you're traveling uh, up from Florida to Washington, D.C. It's been great having you with us. Thank you. We, uh, we have one thing to say together. MAGA! MAGA! Fight for Trump! Fight for Trump! Well, thank you all. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to the Daily Signal podcast. You can find the Daily Signal podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Please be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to being back with you all tomorrow. Have a great day. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Kate Trinko and Rachel Del Judas. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. For more information, visit DailySignal.com.